0: the worst anniversary ever. Yes, a year into COVID. And although we are definitely not celebrating the fact that it's been a year, we are gonna reflect on it a little bit this week. And I wanna talk a little bit about some of the things that we have learned, um, things that we have learned to not take for granted um the lessons learned through stocking up versus hoarding <laughs> i'm looking at you toilet paper <laughs> and you know how this season has changed our lives and what we can take away from it and how we can continue to move forward and all of all of the thoughts as we are at the the one year mark. So yeah, it is in some ways it feels like it's been 10 years and in other ways it feels like it's been like, how is it even 2021? You know, um, we've probably all seen the memes that all like on March 1st, it was like March 366th of 2020 or something basically saying that like it still feels like March of 2020 just time should have held still and here we are a year later and it's just been the craziest year and my daughter the other day we were on a walk with my mom and she said I'm pretty sure that the corona has been the craziest thing that's ever happened in my life. And my mom and I were like, yeah, babe, it's the craziest thing that's ever happened in our lives also. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's just been wow. And uh, so many thoughts. So I went back and I listened to the episode that I put out um, a year ago, you know, talking about about COVID and it's episode 82 and I can link to it in the show notes if you haven't listened to it and I just I really wanted to go back and re-listen to it and just kind of like remember how we felt and remember what I said and what you know what we were thinking at the time and I remember being so nervous recording it because it was just such like no one knew how to approach it you know no one knew okay should we like be should we be talking about let's stay positive let's stay strong let's do this you know or was it really like the end of the world was it you know by saying hey be positive be strong were we being like insensitive we just had no idea how bad it would really be we had no idea how long it would last in some ways I think we thought it wouldn't be as bad. You know, like we thought... We definitely didn't think that we would still be, you know, with all of these social distancing restrictions and like everything, mask mandates and everything a year later. We definitely didn't think that. We didn't think that it would take this long. But in other ways, I think that we thought it, it very much felt like the end of the world. It very much thought like literally all of us will get it. Literally, you know, it was just the end of times. So, in some ways, it was worse than we thought. In other ways, it wasn't quite as bad. I don't know. And I was, so I was just re listening to this episode and I was remembering how nervous I was to write it, how uncertain everything felt, how it was just one moment it was okay it's not going to be that bad and the next moment it was just face down in the pillows like full-on anxiety attack we're all going to get it we're all going to die it's going to be you know and just really the the uncertainty I think and how much by nature we are such planners by nature even if you're not if you even if you don't consider yourself a quote unquote planner or an organized person I think as humans we are by nature planners just the fact of like hey you know this summer we're gonna go and we're gonna do this and it's not super specific but it's just the general idea you know it's the general idea of of course we're gonna all gather for fourth of July and have a barbecue you know and and with the uncertainty of all of this it took all of that. We weren't sure how any of it would go. We weren't sure who was going to get sick, who we would lose, who like like how the money would be affected. We had no idea. The uncertainty was insane. So, just like going back and listening to myself and remembering the fear and remembering the uncertainty was um really crazy, but also kind of listening to myself and thinking you thought like you survived like you I humanity itself survived I guess is what I mean you know we are as a whole so strong you know and we just we adapt and adjust we do and we feel like at first we fight it and we think You know, this is never going to be... Obviously, things are never going to be the same. Um, And it reminds me so much of the September 11th things. and, And how life changed forever that day. And how things... There were just some things that just never went back to the same way. And there's that little bit of just intrinsic fear... That never went away after that moment. And I think that will be one of the things that will stick with us. I think that that subtle bit of fear and uncertainty, that will stick with us. That little bit of post-traumatic stress will stick with us. Um, just like it did with nine eleven. Obviously, different situations, but the same kind of... Um, just the fact that it just changed everything um I really think it's funny and, and you've probably done the same thing but um obviously watched way more tv in the past year than any other year probably <laughs> um but just watching old movies or old tv shows and all of the like germy things that they do all of the non-social distancing things um and just watching them and being like ah all the germs what are you guys doing how you're just like breathing on each other um and I think that some of that will stay um I I think about you know we've all kind of heard about you know the the grandparents who went through the Great Depression, and you know they still did things that were very, um, like they like the depression was still going on. You know, like hoarding food, um, you know, not trusting the banks, and all these different things, keeping like every single thing just in case. All of that kind of that that kind of fear and that uncertainty sticks with you, and it, it just it gets ingrained in who you are and who you are as a generation. And I think that there will be a lot of things that will define our generation through this. And it will be, you know, we, we're going to make sure that we never get low on toilet paper again, or, you know, something silly like that, that seem that will seem silly to our grandkids, but to us will be like, you don't know. I've seen some things, you know, or, I've even said to my husband, you know, you guys have probably heard about Texas lifting um the mask mandate and everything and we're in Texas and so I was just like, I don't care, I'm still wearing my mask, you know, it I'm I'm like, I don't know, I might still wear my mask in public even after Like all of this is over even after like everyone is vaccinated and it's not a threat anymore because it's really gross that I just used to breathe on strangers and let them breathe on me and just cough and sneeze everywhere and, um, hardly ever sanitize my hands. And like, you know, to think we only used to wash our hands after we went to the bathroom. Like there was no like in between, I don't know we just, we, we didn't carry sanit hand sanitizer around in our pocket, in our purse, like religiously. And now we do. And I think a lot of that kind of stuff will probably stick with a lot of us. Um, and I, <laughs> I already feel myself being one of those people, you know, being one of those people that's like still wearing a mask, like 10 or 20 years from now. And people are like, oh, look at grandma over there. Like she survived COVID and she still thinks that COVID is going on and she's cra- a crazy old lady, you know, whatever. Um, I think that will probably be me. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> at all. But I think that there will be things like that that will define our generation. I think that the same, the kind of sense of the the generation that went through de- the depression and they never fully trusted the banks after that you know they were burying cash in a coffee can in the backyard things like that i think that kind of um not scarcity but that kind of preparedness like we we can't like we have to take care of ourselves kind of and i think that a lot of our generation will take these money lessons along with us because I mean, so many people lost their jobs during COVID. Um, it is, you know, getting better, of course. But I have worked with so many of my clients, probably, I don't know, maybe half of of my one-on-one coaching clients that have either them or their partner have lost their job during COVID or they've just been, you know, cut back. You know, like I've had... um A couple different clients who they work in a gym um, real estate agents uh, people who work in sales you know they still have their job but it's just been cut back so much that it's crazy Um, people who have just full-on lost their jobs several several clients who have just full-on lost their jobs and they've had to kind of restart over with a different company or a different career path altogether. Um, I had one client tell me, you know, my husband lost his job at the beginning of COVID and, you know, thanks to Dave Ramsey's advice, we only had a thousand dollars and two kids and one income, now no income. And it was terrifying. And I don't ever want to go back to that feeling. And I think that a lot of that kind of post-traumatic stress will stick with us. You know, it will stick with us. And especially for those who were directly affected in, in the way of this, this family was, they'll never go back to only having a thousand dollars. There's no way, you know, is it? And and that's what she told me. She's like, I feel like 10,000 isn't enough now. Like I'm scared. What if this happens again? What if, you know, we were, it was so scary. Um, and I feel like that will be one of those things. And it will be one of the things that defines our generation definitely towards money. Um, I don't know how it will affect as far as like debt and things like that. Because I feel like I've seen with a lot of my clients, they're like, the credit card debt can wait. I've got to save cash, you know. Um so not necessarily going into more debt on purpose, but definitely they're like I need the cash on hand. You know, I need the cash on hand cuz that's what's going to pay the rent and buy the groceries in case. And so I've seen a lot of people moving to more and more of having a bigger emergency fund before they start to full on tackle their debt. And you can't really you can't really blame them because You know, when you have been faced, when you are in the situation of no income and a family to take care of, of course, that's going to be your reaction. You know, of course, you're going to never want to go back to only having a $1,000, regardless of how much debt you have. You're like, the debt can wait. The debt can wait. And a lot of people found out that during this situation, a lot of the credit cards, you know, they if you had lost your job, they were letting you suspend payments. Obviously student loans have been pushed back. Um even some banks were letting you like be late on your mortgage, things like that. Obviously not everyone. Um everyone had different situations on what you know what bills they could be late on and what they couldn't. But a lot of people are like at the end of the day, I have got to pay rent i've got to keep groceries in the house i've got to put gas in the car and everything else It in case of emergency everything else can wait you know and so i think that a lot of us have have really kind of adopted this idea and we're just like yeah yeah a thousand dollars we knew a thousand dollars wasn't enough but now we've been proved that a thousand dollars is not enough um so i've just i think that it will kind of be a trend that we see that just the average person having more you know there's like a statistic that says i can't remember off the top of my head but a certain amount of people can't even afford a thousand dollar emergency right um it's like the average american or something can't even afford a thousand dollar emergency i see that changing i i think it already is changing um, but definitely more and more as the economy bounces back and as people go back to work more and more, you know, when people can afford to is what I mean, we're going to see it more and more as a trend because I've even seen it with my clients, you know, like this client in particular, when her husband got another job, then they just, they started stacking cash and they had. Um, they were really close to their $10,000 savings account when we started working together. And that's a goal that she's still working on. And I I think this will be more and more of a trend. Because we have learned how fragile everything really is. And it's scary. You know, it is scary. Um, I think some things that... Some more things that have changed i don't know i i really thought that it would be we would be leaning more and more away from disposable items and then maybe we are i haven't really checked like statistics or you know the numbers or whatever but i'm i'm wondering just as a generation you know and even obviously the environmental issue but like this the lack that we went through of toilet paper, paper towels, you know, like throwaway plates, things like that. It was really scary. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but we have definitely moved away from those more, not a hundred percent, but where we would go through like a roll of paper towels every couple of days. Now it's like every, now it's like a week or two. You know, so we've just cut back a lot on disposable type things because we realized that like I think that moment of, oh my God, we can't get them was really scary. And so I I hope that this is a trend that kind of sticks. Not only just like, oh, we can't get them because the store is out of stock of toilet paper, paper towels, also just the environmental issue, the the expense, all of that kind of things. Um, and I'm also wondering how many people have stocked their pantries more. I've seen this more and more because of the the scarcity of the meat for a while. Um, I've seen a lot of people like, oh, I'm going to stock up. And we definitely, we didn't keep our deep freeze. Uh, we have a deep freezer and we usually it's only for like hunting season you know (laughs) that's kind of what our date freezer is for but we have been using it for the entire year like we it was empty last march and we plugged it in we stocked up on food and we've stayed ahead on food we haven't been hoarding food but we've definitely stayed ahead like we've had at least a week or two ahead of food always bread meat cheese tortillas like things that we could easily freeze uh, we don't have a lot of pantry space in this house but I've just seen more and more people doing the same thing I've seen people like okay I'm going to stay ahead because the the food industry was so uncertain for a while there with you know the factories the um, all the different things with the shipping and everything and it's like, okay, are we even going to be able to be allowed to go into the grocery store? And we just didn't want to be like last minute, you know, not having all of this food. So I'm wondering if that's also going to be something that kind of defines our generation. You know, like like the grandmas from the depression where it's like, yeah, grandma has like a whole pantry full of canned items just in case. I feel like that's maybe going to be us with, of course, grandma has her whole deep freezer full of meat and bread like just in case Um, i think that's going to probably be something that is more of a trend with our generation where we just don't want to be caught off guard again you know we want to be ready especially those of us who have kids to you know look after it's really scary when you can't get your groceries and when you're not sure what's going to happen with your job And you just kind of get this, well, I'm going to be prepared. And by prepared, I'm going to have food. I'm going to have some money in savings. Like I'm going to not be dependent on disposable items. Like I'm going to have, you know, plenty of plates. I'm going to have plenty of extra soap so I can wash more dishes, wash more laundry, um, and use like reusable towels instead of paper towels. I want to be like self-sufficient. Right. And I know that my husband and I personally, like we've had much more discussions on the being self-sufficient type of conversation of moving to our land. And also if you guys kept up with the whole, um, the snowpocalypse that happened in Texas a few weeks ago, where we all like, they just stopped giving us electricity. Basically, it was really scary. And to realize that you're so at someone else's mercy is terrifying, Um, And so that was another conversation we had of like, when we get to our land, we already have to have a well, we have to have well water. So we're like, okay, well, we'll just get a generator. We'll get propane. So we're not dependent on electricity. Um, We'll have a generator so we can have electricity. We can have um, well water. You know, we've even talked about like, okay, what would it look like to have solar panels. What would it look like to have a garden? And we've just like had these conversations of being more and more self sufficient and not dependent on anyone. And I'm wondering if this is going to be more and more of a trend of our generation, because we just have realized that, you know, even though, yeah, the government like upped, like all the unemployment stuff that they changed, all the stimulus that they gave out, we can't depend on anyone else really to take care of us we can't we don't know we don't know what's true anymore with the media you know and I don't mean to get all political but it's true like we don't know what to believe anymore we can't we don't know for sure are they going to give us a stimulus are they going to help us what is going to happen so I just feel like we have all kind of adopted this idea of like all right well no one's coming to save us so we're going to have to just be more and most, more and more self-sufficient. We're going to have to do our own research. I feel like so many of us have been doing our own research during COVID, whichever end of the spectrum you've ended up on. You know, I'm not telling you what to believe, but I'm, I know that whether you're like pro-mask, anti-mask, or pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, or somewhere in between, I feel like we've all had to like do our own research because we're just not sure what is true you know and so i just feel like everyone's like if they decided to get the vaccine or didn't get the vaccine or whichever way they are they have their reasons why because they've done their research they you know they've they've had to read things because we're just not sure in the media what's true we're not sure what's going to happen if the government is going to help us financially with unemployment or stimulus you know we're just not sure we're we're so uncertain about the future and we've been uncertain for a freaking year now. And I feel like it's just made us all like, well, that's fine. I'll save my own money. Um, I'll start a side hustle because I can't depend on my company to guarantee me a job. I will do my own research because I can't guarantee that the media is going to tell me what's true. You know, and we all have just really got this this mentality now of that's fine i'll take care of myself now thanks you know and which i think can be a really positive thing you know i think that can that can be a really positive thing it doesn't have to be a hateful thing it doesn't have to be like against the opposite side of the spectrum you know as far as like how you believe with vaccines or masks or whatever Um, it doesn't have to be that it has it can be just a positive of well I made up my own mind Um, and I think that's really powerful and that can be really powerful so I think those are a lot of the things that have really changed and will really define our generation Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that have kind of stayed the same in the sense of like we really realize that Our relationships are so important. The togetherness is so valuable, like way, way more valuable than we originally thought. You know, just physically being in the same room as someone is so, it's so much more than anything. You know, just being together and I told a story in episode 82 of last year's episode about, you know, being with your people. And I think the importance of that is still not lost on us at all. Um, and yeah, I think that that is one of our biggest lessons is like, that's really valuable. Um So I hope that that continues to be something that we value. I think a lot of us have kind of joked about, like, oh, we don't want things to go back to normal because I just want to stay home and do my Zoom calls and my sweatpants. And um, and I kind of love that because that's my normal life anyway. (laughs) Um, and I kind of love that more people are taking advantage of the situation, relaxing a little bit. You know, they're taking, they're having more time to just kind of chill at home to just kind of come up with hobbies and not be um, restricted in their work clothes all day and so they can be more comfortable and all these people joking about like, well, when I go back to the office, I'm not going to be able to take naps in between my calls. Um, I think that we've relearned the love of chill time. I think that we've relearned the love of hobbies, the importance of naps, (laughs) the importance of being comfortable in our clothes, you know. Um, And I kind of hope that that kind of stuff, our, our love for those kind of things doesn't go away. I hope that when everyone is kind of Maybe like back in the office, we realized that maybe the dress code shouldn't be so strict or maybe we should give more time off for mental health. I mean, you know, maybe it's okay if someone needs a day off or needs a half day, or I don't know, you know, I'm obviously not in charge of all these big corporations and things like that. but I hope that we keep some of these lessons with us, you know, of being together was more important than the being busy. I feel like we had so many activities that were just for busy sake, when in truth, we really just wanted to be with our people. And so I hope that we keep that. I hope that we don't just fill our schedule just for the sake of it being full, just for the sake of being busy. But I hope that we remember that if we are going to be busy, if we are going to do stuff, it's to be with our people. It's to be with those you know that matter. So yeah. I think that that's really um, kind of the end of my thoughts. I'm sorry if that was a little bit rambly, but I just had some some thoughts on the reflection of this year that I really wanted to share with you guys. And um, maybe I remind you that you're not alone in some of the things that you've been thinking, been feeling, um, been wondering about how this will affect our generation. I would love to hear from you about what you think um, So if you are listening to this on YouTube, go ahead and leave me some comments below or pop over to my Instagram and let me know some of your thoughts about what you think will affect our generation moving forward. I would love to hear from you. So that is all for me this week and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a sunny side up life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right. That's all for me this week. Bye guys.